There is so much content out there about good leadership. It seems like everybody is jumping into the leadership advice space. And I know if you are a leader of a nonprofit, you probably listen to a lot of these podcasts and there's so many things that you can implement to be a good leader. And then it starts to get overwhelming, right? Because there's so many things that you have to do on top of so many things that you have to do, right? Well, being a good leader is actually pretty simple. So what I want to do is boil it down to a couple things that you can focus on that will really change your leadership game. Let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 19 of the Harvesting Results Show, where I help you serve other by giving you tools, resources, and advice so that you can nurture your roots to harvest the fruits of all of your hard work and dedication to your unique cause. I'm Rebecca Britt, your host, and today we are talking about leadership. Um, and more importantly, the top two qualities of good leaders. All right, before we dive in, I want to give you a free seat to my master's class on the top three mistakes that nonprofit startups make. You can head on over to katulo.com startup. That's my free gift to you. Go on over there, grab your seat. Now, when I think about great leaders, I think about influence. I think about people who influence others to do things that to be better, that empower people to be better, that empower people to come and be part of their organization and lead with them. And they build up an army of people that are doing things for a mission, for a cause, right? That's what a great leader does, they influence. And how do you get that influence? Well, it's the same thing that's at the core of every human relationship, it is trust, okay? You need to trust people. And when you think of like a negative reaction to an organization or a negative culture or negative situations of leadership, well, usually the people within that are like, I'm not really sure where this organization spends their money. I'm not really sure what their mission is. I'm not really sure if they value me. I don't, I feel taken advantage of. I don't, so all that stuff is, you don't trust, right? That organization and their decision-making and their leadership skills. So you need to build that trust. Now, how do you build that trust? Well, you build that trust through integrity and integrity is doing what you say you are going to do. Easy enough, right? When you say you're gonna do something, you do it. And if you don't do it for some reason, you know, things get out of control or whatever, sometimes you can't follow through. If that's what happens, then you acknowledge it and you say, oh my gosh, I know this isn't your job, I know that I should have done this, but I'm asking for some help right now. Let them know that you 100% appreciate them and you are acknowledging and taking ownership of the fact that you fell through. Because we can be vulnerable, we can be humble as leaders, and that is actually seen as a huge strength among those that follow us. But you're gonna have integrity, and part of that integrity is saying when you did mess up or you didn't follow through. But the biggest thing is to just follow through. Only commit to things that you are going to do that you fully believe in that are fully aligned with who you are your identity and your organization's identity and when you say you're going to do those things be really intentional because you need to follow through on exactly those things so that people can start to trust man she shows up she's responsive she does what she says she's going to do so to be a good leader you need to have trust and you need to have integrity. How do you build this trust in a really practical way? Well, I'm going to break it down. There are two top 
qualities of good leaders to build this trust in this culture. The number one quality is you have to be approachable. And this is like a whole bunch of different ways of looking at this, right? So time, you need to be approachable. People need to be able to come to you. Is this something where you have like open door policy? They can literally call your cell phone, text you anytime. If it's in the office, you know, they can walk to your door and say, hey, I need to chat. I need to talk to you. Are you approachable? Like. Literally, are you available for people to talk to you about things? So first is availability. Have you created time for people to come and talk to you? And then there's also like presence, being present when people are coming to talk to you. So maybe, you know, you're in the middle of doing your work and somebody comes up to you and they start complaining about something or they say, hey, I have an idea for this or hey, I'm really concerned about this. And you're like, yeah, I know it sucks. That, that, that's the thing and I know. You know, okay, so you're validating them, but are you really hearing them? Okay, and are you really pausing for a minute to be a leader? Now, if you do not have enough time to be approachable, if you don't have enough time to stop and be present, then you are working on things that you think matter while you're letting your culture and your people in the team that's going to get you where you wanna go so much faster, you're letting them crumble. You're saying you actually don't matter. I'm the most important thing in the world. And then you sit there and you're like, why does it take me to do everything? Well, because you're not very approachable and all these people that want to give you insight and their talents and they want to work for you and they want to help you out. You don't treat them well. So yeah, I mean, people that don't treat people well are alone and they're lonely. Okay. So you need to be approachable in that manner. You also need to be approachable in the sense where your response isn't rude. You know, you need to be able to be receptive to what people are saying. So if they come to you with a concern and maybe their concern is that they don't like how you're running your organization, you know, maybe it's how many leaders do we know that are defensive? That they are like, well, we tried to implement this thing last year, or well, I've tried to do this before, or sorry, that's kind of the way it is, or that's nonprofits for you. Blah chill. You don't need to be defensive. You don't need to have a snarky remark. You don't need to have the answer. Don't have the answer. Do you know how meaningful it is if you pause and you sit down and you offer them a seat and you say, tell me about that. And you just listen. You just listen. It might be the same thing you've heard six times and you've tried solutions and you don't really know what to do about it. You don't need to have the answers. And that's another issue of executive directors. We feel like we have to have the answer. What are you going to do about it? Obviously they're coming to you for the answer. Just sit and validate and be like, yeah, that's a lot. Okay. I get that. You know? And then you can say like, what do you think that we should do? Or you can say, this is what we've tried in the past. We're totally at a loss here. I get that. Like, I don't want this to be a headache for you. So you need to be approachable. You need to be a safe place where people feel like they can come and tell you maybe even things about your own leadership style that they don't like. Hey, this is what's wrong with this organization. And I feel like if we keep doing it this way, it's going to lead to this. And you can sit back and go like, Oh, that's a lot to take on. Like that actually is scary for me because it sounds like a lot of work and I don't know if I'm ready to do that work. I mean, be vulnerable with people. And that's another way to be really uh, approachable is to show your vulnerability 
show that you get scared, that you get overwhelmed, that you struggle with things. Maybe you're having a triggered defensive reaction and tell them like, oh, I'm feeling like I wanna be defensive about this, but I wanna be so objective because this is obviously that's something really important to you. Name your feelings, name them. Be like, I have a lot of anxiety when this comes up or name their feelings. If they come in and they're like, this is stupid, we should it. You'd be like, wow, I can really see that you are frustrated right now and I wanna hear this. Let me just finish this email and we can totally go grab, grab coffee or something, okay? So make space, make time, validate feelings. This is all part of being approachable. Be objective. When somebody's complaining to you about something, do not take it personally. This isn't a personal attack on you. This is their experience they're sharing with you and people are allowed to have their experiences. And if you are lucky enough, they will share those experiences with you and you will get to learn something that you get to apply to your organization to make you better. So view everybody's complaints and emotion and all of that human experience, view it as beautiful opportunity for you to lean into learn more, make time for that. Okay. Be available, be approachable. Number two is you have to be responsive. I have had leaders before that are super approachable. I can actually tell them anything and they are, they hear it and they listen. And I feel confident that I'm heard and seen and all of that beautiful. And then the next day, nothing changes. Like nothing was taken into consideration as far farther than that conversation. So be responsive as a leader. After you have this conversation or you get this feedback or you have been approached, leave that situation. And then as a leader, figure out your game plan. What am I going to do with this new learning? How am I going to change things? How am I going to follow up? It might not be some big thing that you need to be responsive to. And okay, they complained and they want this new thing or they want me to take this action. So I'm going to make out a plan for them to take all of this action. You don't have to do that every time. It might just be like, Hey, I heard what you said, following up with you in a week, because then that might take them time to be like, yeah, well, are you doing anything about it? You know, and then you can have that conversation if they feel like you haven't done enough. Maybe it's just following up, just checking in. Other times it could actually be changing things within your organization. Maybe in the, in the conversation you decided like, yeah, we do not have a good way of intaking clients. Yeah, you're right. We should not allow this other organization to interact with us the way that they do. And you've heard them and you validated them and all of that. Well, as a leader, as a protector of your org and your people, Go back and make a plan and then go share it with them. Say, I heard what you said yesterday and you know what? I'm going to chat with the leadership over there and, and make a better process because you shouldn't have to be dealing with this. Or I am going to look into some software so that our intake processes can be more streamlined um, because I hear, I hear you and you should not have to deal with that. Oh my gosh, I never realized your job was so frustrating. Thank you for hanging out here for as long as you have and we are going to work on this. We're going to get it easy for you. And if you can, part of being responsive is asking them for the solution. How do you think we should change? Can you do some research on that? Can you come up with some ideas, right? Always offering it back to them so that you don't feel super overwhelmed by here's another thing you have to do. No, like help me, help me with this because to be honest, I'm a little overwhelmed. I, I feel like I don't have time to do this, but I also know that caring for my staff and making sure my systems and processes support them 
is really the most important thing. So can you help me juggle, you know, what's going on on my plate with uh, the things that you're bringing up that I just want to be super responsive to? God, if you say that, people are like, yeah. Or in fact, you know what? Now that I know you're working on it, I don't even care if we do it next year. I just want to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But that's the conversation, right? That's the conversation. And that is building trust because they feel safe. They can bring anything to you, right? Felt safety is so important. And you will listen and you'll pause and you'll value them. And you'll take the time because you understand that culture is the most important thing when it has to do to your organization's success. And then you're responsive. Like you don't just let it linger. You follow up, you come up with a plan. You, you are a leader, right? You ask them, you involve them, you, you empower them. You have influence. You give them influence. You say, Hey, you can do some of this. You know, you can be part of the solution. Give them credit for the solution. If that's appropriate, whenever you roll out the solution, I feel like building trust and having integrity and being a leader, if you can boil it down to I'm approachable, truly approachable, and you are responsive, you actually respond to the need. You respond to the emotion, you respond to the need, you respond to the underlying problem. You go upstream if you have to, to figure out what caused all of this and you make solutions there. If you are approachable and responsive, people will start to rely on you. They will believe that you are a man or a woman of integrity and they will give everything to you because they can trust that you have their back and that you truly believe in the mission. And that is all you care about at the end of the day is the mission and the people you serve, but you are going to empower other people to serve that mission in a way that brings them up, doesn't just take from them, is doesn't take advantage of them, but it actually lifts everybody in serving this mission. It actually takes less work. It allows more people to do more things for you and they want to, and it's magnetic. So it's just like, you can sit there pushing all day and begging and picking people apart and not having any time for anything and uh, having all this bad culture because you can't get out of your own way and you feel like there's so much to do and it's only you on this little raft. I've heard it. Or you can pause. You're not that important. Take a step back, hear your people, take in more information, build in solutions, allow them to build in solutions and have your organization thrive and blossom into this thing that you could never do by yourself. Okay. So when they say people first, I mean, people over profit, people bring more profit. If you want profit, which I get it, it's a nonprofit, but if you want more revenue, if you want to be sustainable, if you want to serve more people, then start with the people you have and be approachable. Okay. And then by golly, you better be responsive. All right. I hope that was helpful. I love these moments with you guys, please. Leave me a comment, ask me any questions you want to ask me. I am happy to hop in there and give my leadership advice if you want it. All right. Thank you so much for your service to this world. I will see you next time.